Greetings from London, this is Mariam Sharif and welcome to the Star Moguls podcast. Today's guest is the CEO and founder of Luxury Promise. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Sabrina Sadiq, we lost you for a minute there. Um, how uh, are you? I'm, welcome. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Besides the technical glitches, I wish that we could have done this in person, but um, I know. you know such is life but um welcome and we had scheduled something actually last week um but you were in Milan so how was Milan Milan was amazing uh, yeah. it was a bit at first um you know it's funny because in the company everyone's like we don't speak to you for 12 hours and the next minute you're on a flight to Milan for work so yeah that's that's the how, joy how is, of, is it your first time um during Covid that you've been on a flight or have you been flying yeah, before I, no, I flew to Turkey with the family. Oh, yes, yes, I remember, yes, yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, a bit more scarier back then because COVID was quite new, so I went with, like, a shield and a face mask. And... Quite brave, though. I mean, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we have to do, we have to, for us, we have to continue doing business. I still have to continue working. Yes. So I don't, like, you know, it, it, it does make it really difficult growing a business in this time, especially yeah. during COVID, like, it's, it does make it a lot harder, but we have to work harder than ever before. So how was Milan? Did you, okay. uh, is it your first time in Milan? I've been to Milan before. I've been many yeah. times before, but it was, it was nice because it was good to see it uh, on a different point for work. Yeah. Yeah. And how is the situation over there um, with business and work? Um, is everything kind of back to normal? Because obviously Italy was quite badly hit with the COVID. How is the situation now? Uh, it just it felt just like London. You have you do have army patrolling the streets, whereas oh, you don't have that here in mm. in the UK. Um, but you know, I I wear the mask when I'm out. I wear the mask when you're inside. So it's kind of the same as what we're doing in London anyway. So it wasn't yeah. any any different, except for actually you probably have more thorough checks. And when you're entering into buildings, they check your temperature and um, hand sanitizer, which I don't feel yeah. like they do as much here in London. But yes, yeah. yeah. They probably need to. But anyway, let's talk about your business because I think it's every woman's dream. You know, when you look at it and you think, oh, what the it's an ideal business. So let's talk about your business and what it is. So it's a market marketplace for luxury um, uh, items. So handbags and uh, fashion accessories, both male yeah. and female. So uh, both. Yeah, we, we do male and female, but predominantly the biggest buyers and consumers yeah. of luxury handbags are female. Yeah. Although we do have some range, which is for male buyers too. Like the Louis Vuitton is quite a unisex brand, which yeah. we find fits in for both people. But so yeah, we're, we're a market which place where you can buy and sell used, pre-loved I call it, yeah. um, designer handbags and accessories. Yeah, I love the fact that it's pre-loved because it, it is pre-loved, isn't it? It's somebody's item that they loved and they cherished. Yeah, well, I mean, when you buy your handbag, you buy it for, even the first time you use it. You like you're excited and experienced. You pick it up, you love it, you enjoy it, you yeah. unbox it, you put it on a shelf, and you really look after it, and then you love it. And then after some time, you might not be using it anymore. And what Luxury Promise allows is someone to come in and buy that item, and someone else who will love it again. And it democratizes luxury. And that's what I really love is that it allows people that might dream of owning a Chanel handbag, but might not have the budget of £6,000 to buy a brand new Chanel bag from the store, exactly. but might have a budget of 2500 or 
a Louis Vuitton bag and they really want a, a handbag, a luxury brand, which they can't go in and, and buy from the store. So it allows all women and men to do that wherever you are in the world as well. So we don't, logistics doesn't stop us. If, I mean, we've shipped to Naples, the Naples before, and we've shipped to all different types of places. Mongolia. It's worldwide. And it's worldwide, we, you know, right? Because we allow people worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's what I love about what we do is that anyone can get access to it. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. And I've been following you during, uh, you know, the lockdown and you are definitely that the modern bag lady and your, your you know, your reviews uh, of the bags are just amazing. But something that you said, and I've been trying to convince all of my male friends that don't realize this, you know, the husbands, that um, handbags are investments. And when you talk about the bags, uh, you know, there's such detail and there's such a, there's so much of a thought process behind a handbag that people don't realize. But something very interesting that you said that Chanel handbags have a, 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 a better value than the stock market. Yeah, so, the, so brands like Hermes, Louis Vuitton and Chanel, yeah. Um, especially Hermes is a better uh, investment than stocks and gold, and that's yeah. it's a proven it's a, a pro- proven fact. It's not me just saying it. So typically, an Hermes Birkin is one of the rarest bags in the world, um, which you can't just walk in and get. And if you think about economics, you have a really high demand, demand and mm-hmm. low supply. So what happens is it, the price gets driven up for this. So what we, um, so if you go into Hermes, you buy a Birkin, the store price is around £7,000 for a Birkin 25. And yeah. that in the resale market- Is that market, the most on popular the minute, one? Is the 25 uh, No, they're diff- it depends on the, I mean, 30 is the, is the most popular one. Small bags are really in, but then the big bags coming in again. So it really depends on the trends and where you're from in the world. So right. the style trends change Definitely. wherever you're from. Definitely. So um, 35, I think, is really popular in the US. Uh, 25s are really popular in Asia because the women are petita. Like, it just really depends on yes, where you're from. Yes, it you're just right. does vary. Yeah, absolutely. And your personal needs. So I, I love the Birkin 35 because I, I go to work every day with a laptop and yeah. I like to have a big bag and put my things in. Although I don't walk around with, I mean, I'm always on a school run anyway. So I, I'm just walking around with a small crossbody bag that I can get my things into. But yeah, it depends on your lifestyle. So if you walk into a store, you can buy it for £7,000. And that minute, if you decided to sell it, you could sell it for £15,000. So you make almost double your money back from the minute that you purchase a product. I mean, that's amazing in itself. That is, that's absolutely amazing. And I think that everybody, you know, if they have, if they have the money and they have uh, the ability to, and many people do, I think it's a great investment. And I've actually just, I think even through your videos and um, uh, just in the last, probably in the last couple of years, I wasn't really an Hermes person, uh, more Louis Vuitton Chanel, but I've really started to like it. I've really started to like Hermes because I've started to look at the company itself. So I had a guest on who we were talking about Hermes and how <clears throat> you have to be in the company for about 10 years to even in-house training for you to then even produce something like that. You can't even create or not. you're not even allowed to touch anything until you have 10 years experience. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's art. I mean, Hermes is... It is art. It's it art. is art. It's they, they, you've had to be very highly trained, and it's a skill. Uh, it's something we look at when we're authenticating the bag as well. So yes. you know when you're 
you're looking, it's a saddle stitch. So Hermes is known as a, an equestrian company. So they used to just create saddles mm. and carriages. And the yeah. whole concept was if the, the queen had to wait for her coronation um, for her carriage to be fitted by Hermes. So if the queen had to wait, then some of the world's exclusive women or whoever wants a handbag should be able to, what should wait for it. So that's kind of where the concept of waiting had begun. And yeah. the fact that it's not mass produced, it's not, they're one of the only brands that don't really work with in, like actresses or, I mean, other than Jane Birkin, which is what the Birkin is named after. Yeah. But when it comes to their marketing, they're not using models and they're not, they're not, the way they market is very different. Yeah, and they've got okay. a very artistic streak to what their campaigns are. And every, every product has a story, even from the silk scarves. I agree. I, not everyone's going to want a Birkin and not everyone will go and buy a Birkin or a Kelly, but the, yeah. they, they do start from the very beginning, even if you are to buy um, a perfume bottle, it's like the lid has like saddle stitched leather on it and the silk scarves have a story about it. So yes, one of my favourite stories is the Barbo cat. So there's a little cat and it comes out of the flower and there's like a story behind even the silk scarves and even the silk scarves are trained, are made by artisans. Ah. So it's even even that person, and they collaborate with artists as well. So yeah, you do see that a lot. You do. See, I mean, Louis Vuitton is the other perfect example. Is is where art meets luxury. Yeah, where you yeah. have artists like Murakami designing a pope like I don't know a multicolored yes. Louis Vuitton speedy. Exactly. So yeah, it does combined now yeah. and then. I love my. I, I you know I think for me uh, my never full. Um, Louis Vuitton is my like Mr. Faithful. I I've traveled in it worldwide. I bring it out whenever I need to. It's one of those kind of just that's my kind of go-to bag. But I am looking to change it hopefully, and I'll come to you for that. But you know, we you're talking about um authentic, you know, how to how to make sure that a product is authentic. Say if I wanted to uh have a, I have a product and I want to sell it, what is the process? So say, for example, you want to sell your handbag. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy. And I just want to go back to your Louis Vuitton Neverfull story. Louis yeah. Vuitton, and one of the reasons why you could probably use and abuse it is actually because it's designed by trunk masters for the purpose of travel. So if you're looking for that one bag that you can yeah. use and you don't have to be precious with it, that is the Neverfull. For me, the, Never, the Louis Vuitton do the best bags where you can actually have a luxury item and really enjoy using it and not having yes. to be precious about it so yeah if anyone's looking for like a first-time purchase and something that will go up in value the Louis Vuitton Neverfull is is one of that, those that is so also one good, yeah yeah I bought mine from um uh, after I worked from at Harrods but I bought it for like I think 500 and I think it's even double the price now after some so many years but that is a bag thousand, that I, pounds I, now. thousand now isn't it? it's double so you think about it and you think well that's a great investment but I have used it and abused it and I think I put probably you know when we went to put like hand carry and I think my hand carry is my <laughs> you know there's a couple of things that go extra in there and you know when I'm flying it's just an excellent bag and I think I love handbags I actually studied at Chelsea School of Art and Design uh, for leather bag uh, design so I do love it and probably wow. you know, in a couple of years I will probably do something myself but I have a thumb injury and I can't but um definitely so so how what what when a product the comes sense, to you. So the selling process. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so I, I guess how do, you authentic, so, how, how do you know a product is uh, authentic? Authentic. And, yeah. Because you probably get, do you get people selling stuff that is not? Not. Uh, look, out of 99, out of 100 products, 
one product would be but yeah because maybe the buyer doesn't maybe maybe the seller doesn't even know actually that it's not right which is often the case is it's it's even been a gifted product but we don't often it's it's I can't say like oh we've come across loads of uh, fake handbags because people know that our process is really tough so if you want to sell an item with us yeah so walk us through that process then yeah, so you you submit a picture on uh, via either the email or Instagram, or you can you get directed to one of our buyers, and you send photos to us. We then give you a, a rough quote if you're happy with the price. We then arrange a uh, DHL pickup, so we pay right. for the pickup. We get the item to us, and then we then do the authentication check and quality right. check to see that it matches. There might be, I don't know, to make sure there's a big hole or something that we couldn't see from the picture, which yeah. again is quite a rare, a rare thing that it's very different from the images because we are asked for quite a number of various images so we can assess the pricing. Yeah. And then we do, we go through um, a human authentication process. So it goes through a human authenticator who will check the bag, see that they believe it's real. Mm. And only if it passes the, and, and how we do that is through analysing the stitching analyzing the hardware brand brands use certain zippers they use certain leathers they use um the 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 certain stamps they use colors in certain times of the years which they make so we go down to even the color so for example an hermes birkin the color rose pupra was only produced around two years ago so if we see anything with a different age stamp that was two years older than that we know because that's what we've been trained to do is and knowing the brands and uh, we then run it through an AI technology so we use uh, microscopical zooming um, and so this is another process that we go in to check so if the human says it right the computer has to say it say it's right and if one says it's wrong we just don't do the purchase so it has to go through this triple authentication check so that we, we we always know exactly about every product that's coming in yeah so how did you get started I mean um walk us through let's go back what did you study at university and and how did you conceive uh your business is it something that was related did you fashion no I studied law okay so I studied law I did uh, I trained I did my LPC and during the time off my LPC I had a friend who'd walked in with a bag very right. beautiful her name's also Marianne she actually came to the store yesterday and my, my team were like oh my god you're the one who's like responsible kind of where it all started and she walked in with a Birkin bag and I at the time yeah. I was 21 years old I didn't know what a Birkin bag was uh, I was like oh my god I love your bag it's like a beautiful apple green where's it from and she was like firstly it's a Birkin it's like a movie scene <laughs> she had to correct and she was like, you and it's not yeah and she was like and it's not apple green it's the anise and I was like oh okay but I made really good friends with her she she's 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 was like great throughout my journey she ended up becoming a buyer and she when I used to see her doing her buying I used to be like fascinated by it so I kind of like from then was like I want a Birkin I want a Kelly like stuck in my head at like 21 22 and during the time when I started my training contract I actually purchased a, a vintage Kelly yeah. And one of my clients um, at a client meeting had seen that I did, had this Kelly. Right. And was like, my wife has been desperate for this Kelly. Yeah. Like, can I buy it off you? And I literally sold my bag there and then on the, on the spot. Okay. And then it kind of like started with a profit. Then, with a profit. 
which is yeah. yeah which was more than my salary for then at the time at, at working as a training solicitor and uh I then became really obsessed so anytime I traveled around the world I'd meet up with vintage dealers but then being quite studious not good at law but <laughs> good at studying is what I enjoyed like reading yeah. up I like checked to see if products were like how do I check an item is real I then dealt with lots of professional sellers I'd yeah. buy bags and then sell them in between like get them for my friends yeah and I was like oh maybe I should maybe I should turn this into a business but realized that authentication is what I was good at so I went to some of my competitors today and trained them with authentication and set up authentication and pricing programs oh, for wonderful. their team okay but at the same time I realized that they weren't really fully understanding what the consumer's needs was it wasn't they didn't give a luxury service it was very much really bad customer service it just they didn't understand the consumer people refused to sell, sell, sell outside their countries or only dealing with the Europe and US so when you look at the second hand market you look at big players in the US you look at big mm. players in in Europe but you don't look at people that are actually shipping to an inclusive they're exclusive yeah they're yeah. not inclusive of every type of woman and that's kind of where I was like okay this is where what luxury promise needs to yeah. do and that's why if you follow us you'll see on our social media you meet the team and we're all so different and we all have different interests yeah. we have different lifestyles and we'll present you the products that we connect with and yeah. what and maybe you might be somebody like today I had a conversation with somebody and um they were they were following grace and they they liked grace because she had a cat and she was a cat lady oh right yeah and so you know these are the things you know you people could connect to so we make it very real we're not just a business you can buy the reason i kind of um like um luxury promise that it seems to be so current now i've seen so many companies that have started in these last few years but you've been i think one of the first that kind of started this you know especially yeah. here in the uk and i know that you went to dubai and then you've kind of expanded in your business but uh you know now i see especially as with covid and people are you know trying to be more careful more green more vegan uh, you know i think that they're really looking at their lifestyle and appreciating what they have and what they don't want uh, and they want to you know sell it um if it means for financial reasons or whatever or you know space or decluttering but um it's a, it's such a a current i think your your company's on trend actually you know and uh it, it's a it serves a purpose for people who are wanting to sell, to buy and sell um how has your business been affected is has there been like a major challenge in your business um in this in these last what six months uh that you know that you faced and how did you deal with it so I, I always say every day is a challenge every day yeah. when you're running a business just generally things whatever you're doing sometimes it's a challenge so I, I think that we've always had that kind of like mindset like we're we're very di- we're, we're willing to adjust with what the times are yeah the times and that's yeah. kind of what we've always been able to do in the business mm. so when COVID had hit we were already a digital business anyway so we weren't for customer forward yes. facing in real yeah. time so if anything it probably escalated the need for what people should have been shopping and yeah. how they should have been shopping anyway because of the fact that we're sustainable the fact that you're giving a second home you're not contributing to more products being made 
And people now, because of COVID, have become more aware of literally the person sitting two metres in front of them. And before, people didn't think like that. People weren't aware of how their actions could have an effect on the, have an impact on the environment. Yeah. So, so now this is why you, you, you will see. It was already predicted the secondary market is a $25 billion market which was estimated in four years time to be worth 54 billion wow but I think that's just happening now faster because of COVID because and people of COVID. understanding that I need to my I, my actions have a consequence of what happens in around yes. the world yes, yes so we I mean we adjusted really quick quickly we used our social media to really um perform and tell people our story show people our products yeah because you know the most powerful tool if you want to have a message sent is through your social media and Absolutely. really focusing yeah. on growing that platform and being able to basically tell people one of the purposes of what luxury commerce was set up was that people can shop and sell from the comfort of their homes yes so this was kind of like our principle in the first place which covid has just allowed people to do I feel yeah. more comfortable about doing because they don't have any other choice now yeah. Um, yeah but like I said every day is every day is a challenge and we have to just be just aware of our surroundings and aware of our time okay so if you, have, if you have a situation where you've got you've got a problem and a challenge but how do you deal with it what's the first thing that goes to your mind then how do you assess that so for me, I think I'm a fast reactor. I don't think uh, too much. So when COVID, when COVID came around mm. in February time, we already pre started recording our content from our offices, right? Because okay. we was like, we're we're gonna offices gonna close down, and we actually yeah. closed down two weeks before the government announced it because I was just like, our team and like our luxury promises, our family, the family unit is really I want everyone to be really safe and secure and we'll just start working from home so we all started preparing to work from home before government so we was really prepared in advance for it and I think just it's like I said you have to just be really quick to react and not panic yeah and that's kind of how I adjust like I don't like to think too much and I think that can be a problem when people I can't even say procrastinate yeah yeah can't even say it properly but yeah so it's like you don't uh, do it that's why (laughs) yeah you just have to just get just just don't think too much about it do it if it doesn't work out it's fine it's not the end of the world like what's the worst that will happen you learn from it and if you learn from it then quickly adjust to it yeah no it's it's fantastic how long have you had your company now how many how many years is it so luxury promise uh, has been running now for like just oh, almost four years. Oh wow! Okay, I feel like you've been going on for for years and years. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're such a, a well known established brand. Um, uh, I, I, I guess, good. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. <laughs> and I, I actually recently saw is it yesterday that you've uh, you've gone for a rebrand. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I like and I like talking about branding and rebranding. Um, so, w- what was your reason for that then? I mean, it's lovely, fantastic. I love that whole London vibe going on. Yeah. So for us, I think when we originally started Luxury Promise, and you know yeah. when you first start a business, you're like, "What's the name going to be? Let me find a logo, and that's yeah. going to be it," kind of thing. And it was we didn't really think too much about the brand yeah. because. I wanted to we, we had a lot of work to do to establish a business so you have yes, to of course, understand of course. is your business and I didn't want to be one of those people that some people do it one way where they and do it they think about the brand and how they're going to brand and then they spend yeah. all the time on branding and then they move into a business for yeah. me I wanted to prove my business concept was correct 
find out if this is how it works. And if it works well, then uh, let me focus on the branding and the marketing because our market, even how we market and how we brand has all been organic. Yeah. We've been, we, we, that's why I, I always say uh, this is a, built, a business built on the consumer's needs, not on a business need. Yeah. Of course it's a business, but I built it around what the consumers wanted. So we kind of, that was my first key thing is finding out who they are, yeah. what they want, who is the woman that buys from Luxury Promise? And then we realized when we did it all, I was actually, we are the women that buy from Luxury Promise. Our team are the women yeah. that buy from Luxury Promise. Even this morning we had a conversation um, where we were like, it's a problem because we're, we want to buy everything here. It's, like, it's a problem. <laughs> I mean, that, okay. must be a, that must be a problem. The customer think... as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I saw well, that. Really customer too. It's okay. We can buy those. those no, when I saw that, and I saw that Chanel bag, and I was like, oh, I've got my eye on that one. But um, the one that I think was like a, an off-white kind of champagne color. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I think that's, it's yeah. so tempting. Like your, your husband probably thinks, well, you are the business and you buy everything. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He understands because he's seen <laughs> it happen from, I mean, this isn't, I always say it wasn't something that was built overnight. It's taken me yeah. around 10 years to get here to this point over 10 yeah. years to get to this point so, so people often think oh this is oh you just had an idea and it just happened it didn't happen yeah. like no that. it's a lot of planning time to understand it. exactly what i needed yeah 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 it's a lot it's a lot of pre, it's a lot of planning a lot of research people don't realize that what you do before actually starting up and looking more fabulous now is they're completely different uh arena that you were in before and of course and i think that's probably why you're uh, successful mashallah because you know it takes planning and it takes research which you, okay. i think your law degrees kind of come into play um and what i also wanted to, can we hear me oh, we're going a bit i don't but anything is i don't i can hear you i don't know if my law degree actually helped me yeah well uh, i think probably this, in the this research will be, this will be a, a conversation that will go into something else i know i, I love i love say, like, do you feel yeah. like that's a debate for another story i think sometimes we're pushed into doing stuff that yeah. we'll spend nothing our future's not doing and of course it's very difficult as an 18 year old how do you decide what yeah. your future will be like but then you spend the next three years preparing for what you think your life will be in terms of your career and you do nothing to do with it i mean i don't have uh, i mean unless you go into very practical side yes i can read a case study law and that's what I felt law was about was like you read yeah. a case study you case assess study. what does their law mean and mm -hmm. that's it do I apply that in my everyday life no never you don't apply it I mean of course my common sense is applied more than actually the degree so absolutely and I think yeah. that if you are uh, I mean I obviously am a mum of three if my child if I felt my child was gonna be able to pursue a career which meant that he didn't have to go to university I would push for it and I'm not pro it I yeah, think, I, yes, back maybe back then when when we were like when I was at university, it was yeah, kind of a way like first generation do, down, second generation, you have to kind of do it to kind of feel like you need to build your CV. But actually, I think it's your experience and your network that can build that CV. And if you can start doing that at a younger age, actually, that's probably more um key than your university degree unless you want to become like a doctor and you do want to actually become a solicitor and then you have to do those degrees, right? Um, yeah. But if you're not too sure, then 
it's a different story but I'm not yeah. going to go into that topic yeah no I know I, I love career change it's probably one of the the things that I discuss most because in creative industries I think a lot of people go in studying one thing and come out on another and I think this age that we are in that we uh, we will jump two or three times uh, career changes but um, I guess you're right uh, you know uh, years back uh, when we're studying um, we're told to do the traditional route of law, medicine, and, you know, engineering or whatever. But uh, there's so many options now, and it's not less of a taboo. So, you know, you can be in fashion, you can be in styling, you can be, you know, you can do in interior design and have a good career and be recognized for it, not, not yeah. you know, dismissed that, oh, it's not really a job, is it? <laughs> it's not really a job. But, you know, it, like you said, like you've, you've taken your passion and you've turned it into your, um, you know, into a business, which is fantastic. Yeah. But takes time and hard effort is there anybody that you look up to uh, regarding um you know style is there a style preference that you like or um, someone in business that you're also inspired by for me inspiration always comes from your home it always comes from the people that are in your lifestyle like in your, your who you communicate and for me it was always like my dad who my dad actually was a barrister and that's kind of why I probably pushed to go to the like that law route. But then yeah. he didn't end up being the barrister him go having being a businessman. But I yeah, for me, I think your inspiration always comes. I mean, of course I look at people and be like, oh my god, she looks amazing. But I, I think it's the people in your close network that you really learn from. So your father you influence surround you. yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what about somewhere someone's style? Is there someone that you like someone's style at the moment? Who's who do you find that is uh stylish and an inspiration I, I don't know I think style is so unique I mean I look at women and be like oh my god that looks amazing on you but it wouldn't look amazing on me uh and I, I think for me it's about what you feel comfortable in your own skin so I've never actually right. looked at someone like oh my god she's my style icon and I really want to look like her yeah and I, I, I pre appreciate all women and all that and beauty so if I see someone that looks amazing incredible like, you look amazing incredible yeah I think style is so individual and so unique to each person piece people's personality that I think for me I'm not gonna say I'm my own style icon but I feel I put on what I feel good makes yeah. me feel good that's so that's a blade for me it's about a blade like I like wearing blazers because it's just I can put a pair of skinny jeans and a t-shirt and just stick a blazer on and yeah. I'm sorted I don't need to think about it too much and I, then and I feel confident and strong that's what yeah. I think style is so unique you have to make you feel like you yeah and also it has to match your lifestyle we have to bring in your three gorgeous gorgeous boys that you yeah. have, what i love is you're like this i think you're one of these great role models for everyone um oh. that is a you know a mother a business owner a wife you know you've and you and what i love sabrina is that you take your boys everywhere and you let them enjoy you know, life uh, with you yeah. and not one of those that, you know, stay at home or I'm not allowed to do this and I can't do this, which I love. And they, you know, they're going to be heartbreakers anyway in the future. I, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but they're I've actually... Got lot, I've got a lot of handbags to dish out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is going to be one. Um, but it's not... I that's up. a good excuse to my husband now. It's like, oh, actually, you know, I'm going to have three daughter, three daughter-in-laws or whatever. They're gonna, I'm going to end up having to dish out loads of handbags and <laughs> the collection have to be equal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know I absolutely love it. I love the fact that 
It was such a great, um, you know, uh, you, you're representing a modern, uh, you know, especially like, you know, Asian, South Asian, in, you know, um, a creative that is, you know, and people say work balance. How do you manage that? Because you, you, you're, it seems effortless when we see you. Uh, is it that easy? And uh... oh <laughs> no, I, I think I get asked this question a lot, and I always like if I had the formula, I'd probably be very rich to to sell off this formula. I think I'm just I'm easygoing in terms of like it's I'm easygoing but not easygoing. If that yeah. makes sense, I'm sure the team will help. Like she's not easygoing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I think I'm just. Um, I don't let things phase me. So yes, it can be really stressful. And some people, I like I have some friends that they won't travel long journey even with their children because they just feel like it's going to be a really stressful journey. But I always say it's yeah. always a temporary thing. It's never forever. So yeah. even if I'm going to be going on a 12 hour flight, it's 12 hours of your life. And the benefit of that 12 hours afterwards will far outweighs that 12 yeah. hour pain that you have to do with traveling with the children. Yeah. And I think I just am just quite relaxed and obviously I have great support from my husband and my yes, family absolutely. which is what makes me tell me what to do I don't yeah. I'm not a superwoman I'm not there's things I will do not so great and there's things that I need to still improve on but I think it's key just to always remember that you you, you get help help when it's needed yeah, and I think that's that's a great point where you're saying that, you know, it, it's all about support as well. And that could be from your husband or from friends or from a mentor. And having that support, you know, is absolutely crucial because you need someone to also not validate your ideas, but just give you that little push. You know, I would say that a mentor is so great or, you know, someone that believes in your idea and you need that to succeed. You know, it's really hard. Um, so you need a good, you know, like you said, good people around you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And my, I, I have loads of sisters as well that before COVID were around, they haven't been, it has been hard this year probably because they now I can't see them and they, they aren't able to come and do, like have that contact that they were having before. So that I have struggled with this year has been difficult in terms of not having that family support network. Yeah. But it's okay. It's hopefully this is not forever. So what, what advice would you give to your kind of younger self that, you know, um, if you look back now, you know, to, to 20 years back, you know, what would what advice would you have given yourself? Um, uh, what would I tell? I mean, I think everything that I probably, it's really strange because some people say, is anything, can you, if you were to go back and change anything or give any advice, I don't know, because I think everything that I've learned has taught me what, taught me to be the person I am today to where you are it's, it's yeah it's okay to make mistakes it's all it's okay to meet the wrong people it's all it's okay to not be on the right path because that will lead you to where you need to I'm, I'm quite spiritual in that sense I think that yeah. everyone you everyone you meet everything you do it, it teaches you to be the like teach you to be the person you are going to be and it will lead you to the place that you need to be yeah so everything I think you just need to take a lesson I don't t take things too seriously. I mean, it's it's yeah. life. Exactly. And <laughs> life wouldn't be life if we didn't have the ups and downs. And life isn't always good, but it's okay because there's somebody there's somebody suffering in some ways. Some people are lucky financially. Some people are lucky in relationships. Everybody has luck in certain ways. Yes. And yes. some people have easy easy times, and when others have hard hardship so I think this is just what life is about 
and life wouldn't be life if we didn't have that. Yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't see, we wouldn't value one or the other if we didn't go through what we did. Yeah. So yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, what what advice would you give someone who wants to set up their own business, like uh, like yourself? You know, if we want to inspire other women entrepreneurs, what what's the best advice that you could give them? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Don't think about what everyone else thinks. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to say what they think. It doesn't matter. If it's something you really want to do, do it and try it. And don't just give up. Give it Give it some time and stay focused and get, keep dedicated at doing that one task. If you want to do it, continue doing it. I think there's people that start something but then don't do it properly. So if you do it, whatever you do in life, whatever job you do, whatever you do in the life, do it the best you can do it and that's it whether you're a cleaner or whether you're a secretary or whether you're a doctor or whether you're going to be a career woman and like set up a business just do whatever you do or if you're like if you don't if you want to stay at home then that's okay just do it and be proud of what you do and do it the best you can do it yeah absolutely and I always say that you know if you're going to do something put your heart and soul into it otherwise don't do it and if, if it doesn't work out then you know do something else it's not the end of the world is it yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I think, look, I sometimes meet some women who just tell me I'm just a housewife. I'm just a mum. I'm like, you are not just. Oh, no, you're not. No, absolutely. I think that if you choose to do that, then that's your dedicating your time to like children that you have created and they're part of you and part of your life. And if you want to do that and only focus on doing that, that is amazing. For me, women who stay at home with their children do not get the credit that they should be getting. Like, I think, okay, I can yes I can go and get help and do it but actually probably the most fulfilling role or job in life is is if you are a mum or if you are deciding to spend time on you that's the best anyone can ever do because you can't do any better than that yeah absolutely absolutely I think we need to give more credit to ourselves that's what it is you know we don't value ourselves as much that's something that we have more self-care and a bit more high value. Um, so where, where is the luxury promise headed in the next five years? What are your plans uh, for the future? Global expansion. <laughs> um, so where are, you yeah, at, no. where are you at the moment? So online, you're, you said you were global. but um, as yeah, in- So we have offices in London and Dubai. Yeah. And it, it really depends. Like I said, we, we, really, we really go where our consumers want us to. So yeah. it depends and where that is next and obviously with what happens with the world uh how where yes. we go to next is exactly. is dependent on you know the current climate and like i said moving with the climate um and yeah that, and when i say what's happening for up to promise is to be i do want to become the marketplace of choice that people mm-hmm. choose over anybody and people come to and have that experience and yeah. enjoy using our services or just even if they never buy from us they can come to us and get valuable information or insight or inspiration yeah and that's kind of where you know as a long-term goal what would i would be a dream is is, if that would be where the platform for choice yeah and you know you said you know the marketplace you'd like expansion how many um how many products do you have on your uh, on the website currently so I think we have around 500 products that right. on the website, but it currently we've got this week, we had one of the biggest ever. I mean, and this is as a business, one of the dream thing is having, I remember when I started up, I had like yeah. eight handbags on the shelf to sell and I was so excited yeah. about it. And now 
uh, the, like last week and this week we have we have over 400 products that aren't yet listed on the site that have come in <laughs> wow that's like, like like so you have 500 you've got a, nearly double what you have and, and we're surrounded by these handbags of just and we're like oh my god is it happening like it's really happening people are selling to selling to us and that's wow. for me is it's really exciting that's that's just a testimony of the fact that you know hard work uh tenacity focus and uh you know total dedication to what you do and the fact that you are absolutely amazing on social media you really do i love your little bag reviews honestly they're so oh, thank you i, I mean, love even my, kids, like- <laughs> even, even my kids make fun out of me like my kids are like why do you call a bag Louay, my middle son? He was like, Mommy, why do you call a bag amazing? And he goes, And your voice is really different on it. Why is your voice really different? Because you're like, Mommy, this bag is amazing. He was like, And I was so funny because I laughed because I'm like, Actually, I need to find a new word. Now, every time I see a bag, I do think it's amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. Exactly. Any, bag I, any bag that I see, I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is like an amazing bag. What else can I say? Yeah. I just say it how it is. Yeah, I'm just like you. And I think if you're a true, for me, handbags, if it's handbags or shoes, I think I'm more for handbags. But I get excited, like you said, I'm excited by a handbag and people don't understand it. They value it and they must come to Luxury Promise because with obviously your new catalogue and your new, you know, uh, stock that you have. um, What is the trend at the moment? What do you get more of? To be honest, we never know what's coming in. Oh, so the last, maybe really the last depends. three months, what did you get more of then? Like, what, what is it? Um, I can't say because we actually, obviously with those bags we curate, so it's curated, which are the bags which are always in demand are your Neverfalls, your classic Chanel flaps. Yeah. Um, the Birkin and Kelly, it's not like high demanding because obviously, I mean, we have a set niche customer that wants that, but yeah. the bags that everybody wants are the Neverfall and the Speedy and the classic Chanel flat bag, and they're bags that are classic and timeless. Yeah, Those I wish we could get more of, those are the ones that are more in demand. And that's kind of like quite ex- exciting to see when we get them in, because we know that someone's gonna like, yeah, so snap it up. that we've got it and, get, and get the dream yeah. bag that they've been after. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. I have a bag right here. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just, I'll just take a look <laughs> afterwards. This is your latest bag that you have? This is my first Chanel bag from the boutique. So I, I buy everything pretty much pre-loved, apart from certain bags. But th- this is my first Chanel bag from the boutique. So I wait, I'm always waiting for it to come in pre-loved, but because it's a new bag and it's really trending, the I Chanel 19. I love it. I had my eye on it as well. It. Describe the bag that you yeah. have. Describe this bag. What size is it? And um, so this is the do a little, little bag review. <laughs> uh, so this is a medium Chanel 19 in the color beige, which yeah. is in a amazing lambskin leather. But what I like about this is that it has two types of different t- hardware. So it's gold oh, yeah. and silver, and I oh, like nice. to mix and match my jewelry. Yeah, and it's I, I like really soft bags because soft yeah. bags are really durable, actually. Yeah, because they mold to the shape of your body. So if you're looking for a bag that just looks really chic and nice yeah. and quite durable, then the soft bags, which are like supple and soft, yeah, is, uh, it's lamb, is, quite is it lambskin? Isn't looking. it? It's lambskin. It's lambskin. Yeah, yeah. And I got it. I got it before uh, the Chanel price increase as well. Yeah. Oh, good, good. That's a good. Yeah, and vibe. Chanel is having Chanel's rumored to have another second price increase, a third price increase this year in November by another yeah. like six percent. 
So, the only thing with that bag is that I would find it with any bags that I've had with color. light colors. Yes, you've got to be so careful, you know, and how to yeah, protect I never your bag. Light bags, but I'm obviously a handbag lady, so yeah. um, the, I'm do you do any? Protected. You should do. You should do some tutorials even on the website about how to protect handbags. Do you do something like that, or that you know maybe you we've done some. Yeah, I think we've done it on a YouTube video, but definitely we should yeah. do some more content about how to protect. Yeah, how bag. to protect because you know you have an expensive bag and you need to know how to look after it as well, and people don't. And I, yeah, and it's you do in the beginning because I loved my you know my my Louis, but um, and a, and a great story that I'm going to end with actually. Um, so a friend of mine was at the airport and was on economy and had his LV luggage with him, and uh, this is the power of bags and and luggage uh, of designer luxury he got bumped up to a business because of his handbags. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> God, I've never, that's and I was never like, happened. This, this is the power of, this is the power of Louis not. Vuitton. <laughs> oh, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I was did like, he, was he complaining about his handbag? No, thing? well, no, no, maybe exactly. Actually, maybe I that's what I need to do, like, no, no, my handbag's the best. <laughs> Is here his secretary booked him on an economy and then he you know when he got to the counter he was like well you know and then she like do you have any space because yeah yeah we'll put you on business like he normally does and, you know he's a frequent flyer anyway but yeah you see there's the power of bags right yeah I'll let you know next time I'll try it <laughs> try it let <laughs> me know <laughs> anyway again I'll do a bag, I'll do a bag with you I'm like, this amazing bag it needs to be in business. <laughs> Mesmerise them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I'll speak to you soon. And I'll no, thank you, Mariam. And I look forward to meeting you in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it, my darling. Take care. Thank you so much.